Hi guys, welcome to the uh, the latest in this uh, three-part series that I've been doing uh, to try and help uh, anyone out there get back to work. Um, again, like I did last time, I just want to start by thanking everyone for the really kind feedback. This is, as I said, the third episode. Um, the first one was about um, getting your CV together. Um, the second part was about the application process. I've had some really nice feedback on that as well. Um, some people saying how much it, uh, it helped them sort of proactively get out there and get their CV in front of people. So thank you for that. Um, and that has motivated me to finish this off as I should do anyway, by doing the third part. And this, um, this third part is focusing purely on the interview itself. So today we are going to focus on interview preparation. Uh, and like I say, actually uh, conducting the interview yourself with the employer. Now, Interview preparation. So you've sent your CV, you've got an interview, they want to speak to you. What you need to do when confirming the interview is either directly or via recruitment agency, everything I'm saying here now, if you can't get these details yourself because you're going through a recruiter, make sure that they get this information for you. You want confirmation of the dress code. Uh, I think the days of suits and ties is largely at an end, but do check it. You want to sort of dress for the occasion. You want to dress in, in a way that puts you across. Um, most companies now, I would suggest, are casual. Some people are smart casual, but do find out what the dress code is. Some people still believe um, that you should just turn up in a, a suit for men or a, a smart business attire for, for ladies. Um, but I know some companies actually sort of, that, that detracts uh, away from the interview for them. They'd much rather you sort of came um, suitably dressed for, for the company. So do check that with them. Confirm the time. And once you've confirmed the time, confirm the time again. Don't get it wrong. Get it verbally as well as um, on an email. Um, I've been doing this a long time now, but I've, I've lost count of the amount of times where someone means to hit 3 p.m. for an interview and they hit the four instead of the three. Make sure you know the time. Double check that and obviously confirm the date um, The date and time are very important, clearly, um, and you want to make sure you've got them 100% right. Confirm who the interview is with, who's going to be speaking to you, how many people are going to be speaking with you, what are their positions, and can you get any more details on them than just their name and what their position is within the company. Uh, LinkedIn is a great resource for this. A lot of um, Business professionals are on LinkedIn now. Can you see uh, a little bit more about their career history on there? Can you learn about them more from a personal nature on there? Again, if you're going through a recruiter, can they provide you any more information based on what they know with their experience working with this client? Just try and understand anything you can about the interviewers. Confirm the location. Some companies obviously have more than one office. Just because you're interviewing for a position based at one doesn't mean the interview will necessarily be there. Make sure you know where you're going. Get the postcode. Work out how long will it take you to get there. The absolute worst case scenario. Quite often if you're going for an interview in the general area where you live, you know, if it's within 5, 10, 15 miles, you will probably know the roads and what it's like, etc., or the train or whatever it may be. But work out worst case scenario and work that out to work to, to ascertain when you should be setting off for your interview. Is there parking? If you're driving, you want to know if there's parking on site. If there is, great. Will it be available to you? What do you have to do to get a space? Do they save you on? Is there visitor parking? All this sort of thing. You need to know this because if you get there and there isn't parking and you're driving around looking for somewhere to park, you can end up running late. So do find out if there's parking on site and what you need to do to take advantage of it. 
In terms of the actual interview itself, you want to know what format is it going to take? Um, like, it's, like we've ascertained, if you're seeing people, are they going to all be in at the same time? Is it one after the other? Is there any tests of any kind, whether it's technical or any other? Is there any specific exercises that you need to prepare for? Will there be scenario-based questions that sort of give an example of when, I don't know, uh, you worked as a bouncer and it kicked off, you know? <laughs> Just when have you dealt with adversity? How do you handle certain situations? You want to think in advance that if they are going to ask that sort of thing, you want to be prepared with the best possible response. Again, if your recruiter, uh, if you're using one, has worked with this client for a fair while, they may well be able to give you some insight. In fact, they should be able to give you some insight. That's what they're there to do. I always say take the position of the interviewer. If you were you and you were interviewing yourself, what would you pick up on? So you take the CV, your CV, obviously, you take the job spec and you pretend you're them. What are your strengths against this job? Focus on them. Don't overlook your strengths for the role because that's probably why you've got the interview. So don't just think that, take it for granted that they know that you're strong in these areas. Make sure you emphasize those in an interview. However, it's obvious that there will be areas and aspects of any job spec that an applicant won't have experience of. You know, I say this all the time that I don't think I've ever placed anyone who could do the role I put them into A through Z. You know, there's always gaps, there's always gaps in experience and ultimately that's the main reason people are interested in roles is because there are gaps that, that they can exploit and that they can learn from. So do, do sort of look at that and think, right, okay, they're gonna target this area. I don't have experience, what can be my response? to that have I worked in similar areas you know and ultimately like I say the one of the greatest responses of all is no I don't have experience in that that's why I'm here I want to learn this area and that's why I'm interested in the role what could they be looking for from a personal point of view you know what are the, what are your motivations you know do you have knowledge of the company what do you know about the company do you have examples of previous relevant work and scenarios that would help you within this role all these sorts of things that interviewers will look for, put yourself in their position. Cross-refer to your CV when it's set against the requirements and, and sort of tick off, all right, I've got experience of this, I've got experience of this, there, this is when I use that, explain how I've used that, I've not used this, cover that off, etc., etc., etc. Again, always lean on your recruiter. The simple fact of the matter is, and I say this as a recruiter myself, that recruitment companies get paid a lot of money. And part of what they're supposed to be doing is as well as matching people like yourself to relevant jobs, they're supposed to help you get them. They're supposed to actually be a value add. They're supposed to uh, prepare you for interviews and give you every possible chance and insight to help you actually get that position. Lean on them. If they don't know something, get them to go and ask for it. You don't want to fail or you don't want to be at a disadvantage in an interview because, an, uh, because a recruitment agency has not given you support and the back backup that they should be doing to earn their fee. So do always remember that. Make sure you research the role in as much detail as possible. Make sure you research the team. Find out about the team setup. Where does this fit within the team? And make sure you do your company research. And when I say do your company research, I don't just mean go on their website. Yes, of course. You know, dig into the website. What do they do? What's the business all about? The size? How are they doing it? All the rest of it. But but use a wonderful thing called Google. Google is brilliant because it's generally impartial. So as well as the good, you will find the bad. And a company website is always obviously going to sell a company. It's always going to give um, uh, positive reflections of the company, what they do, their successes, etc. 
but Google them, find out, try and do a little bit more research as to, you know, is there any skeletons in the closet? Is there any other stuff out there that I need to know about? Is there any specific project work that they've been doing that I need to know about? Is there any opinions out there that I can draw upon? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go in there fully armed with all this information before your interview. Once you've done all that, like I say, the interview cracks on, you, get, you, you set off, get there early. Find a location, find the offices, find somewhere to park and chill. I've rarely heard of an interview that starts badly but finishes well and ends up with a job. If you're ending up running through reception with sweat pouring off your face, desperately apologizing to everyone, it's hard to pull that back no matter what because it's the first impression. First impressions count. And if you're literally shaking your potential employer's hand and the first word out of your mouth is sorry, it's not a great look. So get there early. I'm quite infamous, I think, amongst uh, amongst my colleagues here in that whenever there's a client visit, I'm always there an hour before it starts. I find a, I don't know, a coffee shop or I find somewhere to just pull up and just chill because you can relax then. You know you're there. You know where it is. Nothing can delay you. Get there early. Be ready. Chill out. Read your notes. Check your notes. Go through your CV. Go through the job spec. Listen to the radio. Give your mate a call. Do whatever but just be chilled and ready to go, ready for the interview. When you walk in there, positive attitude. Always remember the reason you're there for an interview is because they want to see you. Always remember this. It's not that you're there for any other reason than they actually believe you can do this job. An interview is just a tool to confirm it. So they look at your CV and they wanna know if what you are, uh, what you represent on your CV is actually who you are. So remember that. There's no reason. I know people get nervous. It's dead easy to sit here and say, don't get nervous. I know that you know, some people are naturally like that, and especially if you haven't been for an interview for a while, um, which I know a lot of people I've been speaking to in the last few months during this pandemic, that's what they sort of fall into. They're never expected to be going for interviews again, and suddenly they are. But when you get an interview request, it's because the, the employer or the prospective employer thinks you can do the job. And this is literally just the way that you have to go about proving it. Have a positive demeanor, have positive body language. Yeah, nothing more frustrating than when I get feedback from people's interviews saying, yeah, they're a good guy, but it didn't seem like he cared. You know, it didn't, he, didn't have the, he didn't give across uh, an attitude that made us think that he was really up for the role. Um, if you've done your research on the company, the role, the people, and all the other stuff we talked about slightly earlier, that comes across in that way as well. So positive attitude and positive demeanor and body language the best way to show that is by the research you've done. There's no better show of enthusiasm than that. But make sure you sit forward, make sure you're attentive, make sure you listen to what they're saying with a smile on your face and have a genuine, genuine interest in, in what's going on. Take a few copies of your CV with you. I know I'm old. I know CVs probably rarely exist on paper form anymore. But take a few copies. There might be a hiring manager there who doesn't have one with them in front of them. It makes it a lot easier to go through with them. And it also, again, shows that you're prepared. Have some questions ready. You don't have to have a million, but you know you might want to know about the day-to-day -day responsibilities of the role. What's the career progression on offer? What's the training on offer? Why has the role come about? All these other sorts of questions are good. But what I, what I have often found and what I, I often sort of preach to people is the best interviews are the ones that almost stop being an interview very early on and become a conversation, a mutual conversation of, of, of interest, you know, and it flows. One question leads to a response, which leads to a follow-up, and you end up just chatting. And if you do end up like that, then it's a great interview, and you automatically sort of find out what you need to find out anyway. And it's a great way to build rapport. Um, 
you want to work with people you get on with. I reckon over, well over half of the people I see who are leaving employment are doing it because of the people there, not necessarily the job itself. So you want to try and build up rapport in a, admittedly a, relevant, uh, a relatively short space of time. And the one way to do that is to have a really positive conversation. So do go in with things you want to know. Do have a checklist of boxes because at the end of the day, it takes two to tango. Again, something that I stomp up and down about is it's a two-way process. This isn't all about you impressing the interviewer. This isn't about you going in there, dancing to their tune and doing whatever it takes to make them believe you're the right person for the job. This is a two-way process whereby they've got to show that they're a company you want to join. They've got to prove that this role is a role you're going to be happy in. So you want to, you, you want to get some stuff back from them. And quite often when conversation goes well and it goes back and forth and back and forth, you almost see the tide turn and it almost becomes them trying to impress you. And that's what people like doing. Short questions, long answers. And ask questions, get them speaking about themselves. Companies and people like talking about themselves. So that's where showing an interest in the interviewer and the company, for example, really comes across well. Yes, it shows enthusiasm, but it gets them to doing most of the talking. And no one ever lost anything from listening to people. Um, you know, you can talk your way out of a job, but it's very hard to listen your way out of a job. So do ask questions that show you've thought about it, but also gives them a platform to talk about their experience, their successes as a company, as an individual. It really works and it almost, like I say, becomes a conversation. Towards the end of the interview, if there's anything you need to find out, do ask them. But one thing I would say is always end the interview on a positive. I'm a big fan of, and I, I, again, I wax lyrical about maximizing the interview. So what I always say to people is if you're confident that the interview's gone pretty well and you're interested in the position and it's, it's a role you want to take it forward, let them know without going too far and ask them at the end of the interview. Thank them for their time because that's professional and it's, it's a pleasant thing to do. But ask them, is there anything you've heard today that would stop you taking this forward to the next stage, whatever that may be? Is there any queries you have? Is there anything I can answer now which you have slight doubts about my experience whether, whether it's technically, personally, career-wise, whatever it may be. And what that does is, hopefully, they'll say, no, we're really impressed, thank you very much, we'll be in touch soon. But they might say, well, actually, just looking at my notes, I'm not sure how much experience you've got in whatever, A or B or C, or have you got any skills in X, Y, and Z, because it's not really come across during our interview. You can then answer that there and then. There is nothing more frustrating than when I speak to a candidate to tell them that unfortunately they've not been successful. And when I tell them the reason they've not been successful, they come straight back at me with, well, no, that's wrong. I do have those skills or, you know, I do have that experience or I have worked with that. It just didn't come up in the interview or I didn't just get it across at the interview. And that's what, and it's very hard once you leave that room to convince them otherwise. So maximize the interview. Some people I know are a bit wary of it. I've actually just spoken to a, a chap who's on an interview for me tomorrow who, who has said the same thing that it's not really his style. Adapt it, ask them for any questions. Make sure that you cover off as much as you can. And again, leave the interview on a positive. Once the interview is over, and here's a little tip, and this is, this is maybe a bit weird, but walk out of there in a positive way. What I mean by that is don't necessarily walk outside, start picking your nose, light a cigarette, get on your phone, whatever, linger around. These guys will often walk out the same way you've walked out to get a drink or get some fresh air or whatever. 
walk out, get in your car, drive off, and then then throw your tie throw your tie in the air if you're wearing it, or you know whatever, undo a few buttons, or just chill, whatever. Just leave in a positive way. Trust me, one or two people I've you know there was one guy I had who. who who spat on his way out and that went down like a lead brick. So leave the building as, as, as professionally as you entered it. Give your feedback to a recruitment agency if you've got it. Get there, get expectations of turnaround and next steps and all that stuff off the recruiter. If you're not using a recruiter, do get that before you leave the interview as well. Find out what the expected turnaround is, manage your own expectations because you've probably got other applications as well and you want to know when you're going to hear back from these roles and if there's another interview, etc., etc. If you haven't heard anything for a day or two, don't feel shy about giving them a shout. If they've not met the expectation, if they said they will be back to you in a couple of days and they've not been, give them a call, chase it up, find out what's going on. You took the time to interview, they should take the time to update you. Same with the recruiter. Give the recruiter an opportunity to do his or her job for you. Do make sure they're chasing it for you. And if you suspect or you're not happy with it, give the client a call yourself. Take ownership of the process. And hopefully you'll get the job. That's just a real snapshot, guys. I try, I try and blitz through this as quickly as possible because I know that, I don't know, 70% of, of, of all I say is probably common sense. It might not be much sense, but it's generally common sense. Um, and so I've blitzed through this in the hope that one thing I say resonates, that, oh, right, I didn't think of this. So if there's any queries or questions off the back of any of this from this episode or the previous two, do give me a shout. Um, I don't think there's enough there to, to do one about the offer process, but if you get an offer, give me a shout. I'll help you uh, with, with what you should do, even though there's no fee in it for me. But any advice on any of this, please give us a shout. We're really big on it here at Canda. We've just launched um, Project POP, by the way. POP stands for People Over Profit. We're going big on trying to help anyone, even if they're not in our sector, to find a new job. This is part of it. But whatever sort of role you're looking for, if you want any CV advice, application advice, interview advice, any advice at all about how to help you find a job, give me a call on my uh, on 01617147120. Drop me an email to stephen at canda-solutions.co.uk. Send me a LinkedIn message. Do whatever. Get in contact. We'll help you. We're not looking for any payment. We just want as many people back into work in these, uh, these tricky times as possible. Like I say, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's benefited you. I hope the other two have worked as well. Please share it around to as many people as possible. Uh, and yeah, give us a shout if you need me. Otherwise, best of luck in the job hunt, guys, and uh, all the best. Thanks a lot.